In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who has come to give us something worth waiting for. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's the third Sunday of Advent, which means that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are just kind of around the corner, which means that for some of you, the presents have started to get gift-wrapped, and gift-wrapped that's other than you know, Amazon packages. <laughs> Or maybe that's just the way you roll. You just don't open the Amazon package. You put that straight under the tree. However it is. But but those presents, when they start showing up under the tree, those presents are are something that are, are a picture of what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is sort of this sense of rejoicing on hold and getting more and more and more excited all the time because we know that there's a present under the tree that is waiting for us that hasn't been opened yet. And that sense of the present that is waiting for us under the tree that hasn't been opened yet is the sense that we as Christians come to the resurrection with. We, we look forward to the resurrection and we look forward to what it will mean for us to have that promise fulfilled. To have that promise of a great day. A great day of rejoicing. A great day of a time that is uh, given, uh, given to us in, in a picture in this Isaiah reading that we read for today, this, this Isaiah reading that, that talks about a day when the desert will become a lush garden. And, and it talks about a crocus, uh, a crocus, a, a water plant will spring up in the middle of a desert. And there will, be, there, there will be people who have been ransomed, who will be coming back. There will be all of this good stuff and and probably one of the greatest things to look forward to in that vision is the sense that even fools will not be able to get lost. That, that even fools will be there and they won't stray off the path. And, and basically that's God's way of saying, even you can't mess this up. That great day, that day is a day of expectation for us. And all around the world, there's expectation for Christmas Day. There's expectation for the presents that get opened. There's expectation for the family that's going to be there. There's expectation for a lot of the externals. But in a lot of ways, Christmas Day is just sort of this antecedent of really what we're celebrating in Christmas is that because that little baby was born, we know that we too shall be born anew in a resurrection, in a place where there is no sin. And because there is no sin, there is none of the ugly stuff that comes along with sin. And all of the stuff that we're waiting to be over will be fulfilled in that day. That, That things like the end of violence will come in that day. 
Things like the end of sickness will come in that day. Things like the end of pain will come in that day. Things like the end of family disputes will come in that day. Things like the end of loneliness will come in that day. All of those things that we're praying to God for the end of right now, that that will come in the resurrection. And so a part of us goes, well, let's not wait, God. Let's just do this. Which is how I was when I was a kid about this time a while back. And I found where my mom was hiding the Christmas presents. Oh, it was in a closet, but don't get any ideas. Don't start looking in closets in your house. And I found them, and I started getting even more curious because she had already wrapped some of those presents. And so I started getting curious, and I started, you know, very deftly, as much as a little kid can be deft, sort of tearing open the side of the package. And, you know, you, you kind of peek in and you get a sense of, of what's in there. You, you peek in and you're like, okay, it's a yellow box with blue writing. Um, and, and one of the letters is B and you start, you know, starting to figure it out. Like, okay, what could that be? Um, you know, it, it could be this, it could be that. And then you, you sort of, you know, you tape it back over and, and you put that part closest to the tree so that nobody can see it. A lot of you are nodding your heads right now, so I know that you too have this sin. And, and there, there's that, that sense. And what drives that is that you don't want to wait. You, you don't want to wait for, for that day of presence to come. And, and in a lot of ways, we don't want to wait for that day of resurrection to come. Because waiting is, is frustrating. Waiting is, is ah, it's waiting. It's being in a line. It's, it's all of the stuff that most of us go, oh, I, I don't want that. And in a lot of ways, I think it's even more difficult in our day and age where waiting has become sort of a lost discipline because we don't have to do it that much anymore. We, we don't have to wait for that special Christmas thing to come on TV anymore. Because we know that somewhere out there it's been curated and we can just you know, pull it up and stream it. We, we don't have to wait for that package to arrive because if we have Amazon Prime, we know that waiting means that whole two days <laughs> of waiting. We, we don't have to wait for so many different things. We don't even have to wait for that special Christmas phone call necessarily because we carry around our phones with us wherever we go. And so waiting has become sort of this, this thing that we're not really good at. And when we have to wait, first of all, it kind of annoys us. But secondly, when we actually get into the activity of waiting for something, there's something that triggers in us, I think especially in our day and age today, something that triggers in us that if we're actually waiting for it, well, that's got to be something that's really important. Because we don't wait for anything anymore. 
And if I'm willing to sit and wait for something, there's got to be something important about that. And that's a bit of what's going on with Advent. It's a bit of what's going on with John the Baptist here. John the Baptist in our gospel reading sends this sort of impatient message, it sounds like, to Jesus uh, via his disciples. And, and, um, uh, and so his disciples go and, and they say, hey, Jesus, uh, are you the guy? Or is there still yet one to come? And the, the question that's kind of behind those questions is, hey, if you're the Messiah, can you please start getting to the Messiah-ing, please? <laughs> Says John the Baptist, who is in jail, almost about to get beheaded, like, hey, Jesus, can you hurry this up? I, I, I'm kind of done waiting. And Jesus responds to him in, in, in this way that, um, at first, it almost seems kind of flippant. You know, he, he doesn't say, yes, go tell uh, my cousin that I'm the guy. But, but he goes back and he quotes scripture, which I think maybe for John the Baptist, maybe we, we discount John the Baptist a little bit too much. Maybe John the Baptist knew that if this was a false messiah, the false messiah would just say, yeah, I'm the guy. But the real messiah... The real Messiah would point back to the word. The real Messiah would point back to the promise. The real Messiah would say, this is what has been promised, and this is what is happening. You do the math. And Jesus renews the promise in speaking it again there. And he renews that promise for us. That promise that there will be a day that comes when we too will see the lame walk. We too will see the blind receive their sight. We will see a moment where good news is preached to the poor. We'll see a moment when the dead are raised alongside us. In that moment is the resurrection. That day is the resurrection. And yeah, it's hard to wait. It's hard to wait if you're waiting for one of those things yourself. It's hard to wait for the end of violence. It's hard to wait for the end of loneliness. It's hard to wait for the end of conflict. It's hard to wait for the end of so many things that are in our world right now because of sin. But the waiting can actually do us good. The discipline of waiting, the discipline of saying, I am willing to wait Because I know that there is something greater than just the resolution to my problems coming. But that there is a resolution to the problem of the world coming. That there is a resolution to the problem of sin that has 
started in the moment when Jesus was born into our world, that started in the moment when Jesus died on the cross, that started in the moment when Jesus rose from the tomb and reaches its climax and fulfillment when Jesus returns in the resurrection. And that is what we're waiting for. And the waiting is hard. But it's worth it. So that on the day when Jesus comes back, we will all be like excited shepherds and wise men running to the place where we see the final fulfillment of these prophecies. May you This week, this Advent, this Christmas season, be willing to engage in the discipline of waiting. Not for just a present. Not even just for something for yourself. But the discipline of waiting for the resolution of all mankind's problems coming in the return of Christ. Amen.